Welcome to Women Transcend. This is a podcast that explores issues that affect women and girls worldwide. Each episode, we dive into a topic of national or international significance and discuss the particular impact on women and girls and how they're able to overcome or transcend. In this episode, we're going to try to demystify the hijab. What is a hijab? Well, I interviewed two Muslim women who helped educate me about the hijab and what it means to be a hijabi Muslim. And I'm excited to share these discussions with you. When I started this episode, I thought I knew what the discussions would reveal. I thought I understood Islam, what it means to be a Muslim. I've read parts of the Quran. I'm enlightened, right? Turns out I had a lot to learn. And I'm grateful to have had two wonderful guests share something very personal with me. Generally, when people say hijab in this country, they're referring just to the headscarf that some Muslim women wear to cover their heads. There are many different forms of headscarves and different ways to cover part or all of the woman's head. Not every Muslim woman wears a headscarf. Not every Muslim woman who does wear a headscarf covers her entire head. But what I learned was that hijab is much more than a headscarf. There is a conception, or perhaps rather a misconception, that Muslim women who wear hijab are forced to cover themselves by Muslim men who are enforcers of this religious tradition. Head covering has been interpreted as shaming the woman. Way to keep the woman in her place. Make her hide herself. In my fascinating interviews with the very gracious Muslim women I spoke with for this week's episode, I got an education on the hijab. But I can't go on without noting that the hijab or head covering has become a flashpoint for many in the United States who favor the idea that Islam signifies enemy, violence, hate, terrorism, the other. Muslim women wearing hijab have been violently attacked, having their headscarves torn off. In fact, Pew Research Center reported that the level of hate violence, assaults, and intimidation against Muslims has reached a level at least as high as during the time immediately following the attacks on the Twin Towers in New York on September 11th. Assaults or intimidation of Muslims have been steadily rising since the very divisive presidential election, which featured Donald Trump calling for a Muslim registry and a ban on Muslims entering the country. The form of violence or assault ranges from micro-assaults like sneering, dirty looks, snide comments, to more overt actions which women are reporting like being spat upon, headscarves torn off, a man ordered his dog to attack a woman, and one New York transit worker was pushed down the stairs at Grand Central Station. All of these are real cases. All were Muslim women in hijab, and all were accompanied by some form of the taunt, go back to your country. Because of this violence toward Muslim women, some imams are counseling that Islamic women should consider not wearing the hijab. 
An imam told his members that it is important to give women support and validation if they are feeling intimidated or fearful, and they may need to reconsider wearing the hijab. Why are we so afraid of a woman in hijab? Why are we so afraid of Islam? This podcast is the first in a two-part series on Islam. This episode will focus on the hijab and what it means to a Muslim woman practicing her faith. I spoke with two Muslim women who both cover their heads as part of the practice of their faith. Though my questions for them were similar, these women, Sarah and Aisha, had some similar experiences, but also very different thoughts and perspectives. The similarities and differences should not be surprising. No religion is monolithic. No gender is monolithic. Religion is a very personal expression, and we all express ourselves differently. Welcome, Sarah, to Women Transcend. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Can we start by, uh, if you wouldn't mind, just tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, I am 20, 26 years old. Um, I have two kids, um, a seven-month-old and a three-year-old. And I'm a stay-at-home mom with them. Um, I did get a chemical engineering degree, but I had my kids right after, so I haven't uh, been in the working environment yet. Um, no, no, enjoy- no, no. You're working at home. With two little ones, you're working is, at home. <laughs> that is absolutely right. Uh-huh. I am working with my kids at home um, and just, you know, spending the days with them, uh-huh. you know, their crazy selves, just yeah. taking care of them. Yeah. So um, how long have you been a practicing Muslim? I have been practicing all my life. I was born into a Muslim family and I was raised up by Muslim parents and I've been a Muslim all my life. Okay. And um, you were born in this country? I was born in United Arab Emirates. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, so a Muslim country, but uh-huh. um, I feel like I didn't really fully understand what Islam was until I moved to America, where I did see other faiths and kind of understood what I was doing more. Interesting. Com- in comparison yeah. to other people. Interesting. Okay. Um. So part of the practice for many Islamic women is to wear a head covering or a hijab. And a lot of, a lot of non-Muslims don't understand the, the hijab. Can you explain what a hijab is? Well, um, many people usually think a hijab is a head covering, mm-hmm. but the real meaning of hijab is modesty. Yeah. So it's not only about covering yourself physically, but also the way you behave, behave in front of everyone. So okay. it's not only for men, Oh, it's not only for women, it's also for men as well. Oh, interesting. Okay, right. so, but for men it would be more, um, how how would they observe? Just, you know, not being overtly open in front of um, women. Uh-huh. You know, being modest. Basically, it's just more about being modest in front of the opposite gender. Okay. Even men in front of men and women in front of women, not being too vulgar, you know, not saying inappropriate things, just being modest. Okay. So, um, it's much more than clothing. It's much more than fashion. It's faith in lots of different ways. Right. Okay. So what is the significance for you of hijabi or or just wearing a hijab or practicing modesty? Uh, To me, hijab is a very symbolic gesture. It's it's not only about protecting yourself or hiding or covering yourself. It's about representing who you are. 
So like if you're a part of a club or an organization, you would, and there's a t-shirt for that organization, you would wear it proudly and you would want to show everyone that, you know, oh, hey, I'm part of this organization. So it's more of a representation of Islam that, oh, I am a Muslim, look at me, you know? Uh-huh. So it's not to, that I'm trying to hide myself, it's more about I'm exposing to people that I am a Muslim. Uh-huh. I'm representing my faith. Interesting, that's a, that's a good analogy. What are some of the misconceptions that you have heard or things that you have experienced with regard to hijab or covering yourself? I know that there there tends to be an idea in the United States, in the West maybe, that the hijab covering or modesty is oppressive. Yeah, th- there's too many misconceptions in the media. And I, I mean, I don't think we can even cover all of them. But I think the biggest one um, that's out there is that women are forced to wear hijab. I feel like nothing in any religion is necessarily forced because there are requ- requirements in religions. There is recommendations in religion. But the will to do them or not to do them is what makes us human. Nobody can force us to do anything. It's what we want to do. So there are places that are underdeveloped that, you know, the education is very scarce that might force women to do things, but that does not represent the whole Muslim world. That's a very good point. And I think that 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 lends itself, unfortunately, to that misconception. Right. So for us in the United States, if you're a Christian or if you're a Jew, usually your religion isn't, you know, visibly apparent or noticeable. But if you're a Muslim and you're practicing modesty or wearing a hijab, it's a unique identifier. Do you ever have a hesitation about wearing a hijab? Um, honestly, never. I have has I have never hesitated going out in public while wearing a hijab unless I'm having a bad hijab day or something. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I do remember when uh, Trump, President Trump was first elected president, my yeah. husband jokingly turned to me and said, oh, now you can take off your hijab. And I turned back and said, no, now I will probably put on my hijab even tighter and go out there and show the world that I am Muslim. Uh-huh. Good for you. Um, So it doesn't ever give you pause thinking maybe I shouldn't because I could be subject to hate because of this. I think there is a pause, but I usually... Instead of um, instead of thinking about taking it off, I usually think that maybe I can get through to a person who who does look at my hijab and think that oh you know she's repre- or she's oppressed or uh-huh. something is wrong with her. I would want to have an open dialogue with that person and, and try to maybe convince them otherwise. Yeah, good for you. Okay, have you ever experienced anyone making comments to you, bigotry, anything related to either your hijab or your religion? Um, not to me personally, but I do remember um, in seventh grade, this was right after 9-11, a friend of mine was crossing the street and a girl ran up behind her, ripped off her hijab and just kept on running. Uh. And I was just shocked at that. But, you know, she did come back to me, the girl, uh, my hijabi friend, she came to me and she felt humiliated. And, And I can imagine girls feeling, experiencing humiliation, but... I don't think they should because we don't wear a hijab to hide ourselves. We wear it, uh, you know, to represent our faith. So if uh-huh. somebody's taking it off, it's not embarrassing for us. It should be embarrassing for them more. Yeah, yeah, for the person that does it, um, yes. shows their ignorance. Right, and, exactly. And, yeah, and it, that really is a violent act. Yeah, it is, it is. Um, it's very... Yeah, I, I kind of draw the comparison that it might be similar to if you saw a Christian wearing a cross around their neck that someone would tear it off because they are visibly a Christian. 
Does, right. Is that a fair comparison? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I can probably see it like that because they're both symbolic of religion. They're just symbols of faith. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. So there actually have been news reports um, since the uh, election of Donald Trump of women having their hijab torn off. So wh- how how do you feel when you hear that? I find it very hurtful that there's so much hate out there. Um, there is no religion, no moral code, nothing out there that promotes violence and hatred. So I wonder, it makes me wonder what exactly these people are following to have so much hate for strangers that they have never associated with. It, yeah. it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So what do you think of the the ban on Muslims entering the country? I think it is very unethical um, in the sense that it is a he has laid a huge blanket all over the nations, over mm-hmm. the seven nations. And he has said that no one can come in or out or no one can come in from those nations. Yeah. And it could have been a means to increase security by doing more vetting during the visa process. But that's clearly not what he's doing. Yeah. And most of the people coming are, you know, refugees or people coming here for jobs or, you know, to make their lives better. Nobody's coming here to expose a threat. Yes. Yeah. So I think that, you know, at the the heart of of all of this is a fundamental misunderstanding about Islam. And what would you like people to know about Islam and what Islam means to you? I think what I would like people to know, not necessarily just about Islam, but in general, is that it's very simple as we shouldn't hate people and we shouldn't hate things that we don't know anything about. You wouldn't like walk to. You wouldn't just walk into a room of full of strangers and just uh-huh. hate them. But I feel like in this day and age, people would walk into a room full of strangers that are wearing a hijab or donning on beards, and they would just hate them without even knowing them. That is a a really nice example. And then in that example, it is clearly just based on really clothing, because right, like, exactly. if you walk into a room of strangers, you don't automatically hate them. But if you walk into a room of people that are different that you you identify as different than some people rather than thinking they're just strangers think that they're different and that gives them somehow the justification in their minds to judge yeah exactly okay um what does it mean to be a muslim woman to you i mean i live my life like like i, I feel like i live my life like any other regular girl uh-huh. or woman would um, I don't see myself as being too different for being Muslim. And in fact, in very basic terms, Islam is a monotheistic religion that primarily for, follows the main beliefs of other major monotheistic yeah. religions, namely Judaism and Christianity. And I've always thought that all these religions are basically the same faith and they're different versions uh-huh. of the same faith, yeah. you know? So I I don't feel myself being any different. So I feel like I'm a regular old American uh-huh. woman who's taking care of my kids and, you know, living life like everybody else in this country is. Thank you for that. That was very powerfully eloquent. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Well, I really appreciate your time. And this I think this is really important for for Americans to contemplate on. If you don't know a Muslim, get to know one because there's nothing to be afraid of. Thank you, Dr. Todd. This was this is a great initiative, and I am thanking you for doing Absolutely. this for us. I also spoke with a young Muslim woman named Aisha. Here is what she had to say. Welcome, Aisha, to Women Transcend. Thank you so much for agreeing to join us. You're welcome. I'm glad to be here. 
Now, can you introduce yourself and give us a little bit of background? Um, so my name is Aisha. Um, I was born and raised in the United States. Um, I've been Muslim my whole life. My parents actually were born Christian and they converted to Islam right before they got married. So me and all my brothers and sisters were raised Muslim. All right. So you've been practicing since since you were born, as, as long as you can remember. Right, exactly, yeah. So part of the practice for many Islamic women is to wear a hijab. Would you mind explaining to us what a hijab is? Sure. Um, so the hijab uh, colloquially refers to the headscarf that uh, Muslim women wear. But the actual word in Arabic means barrier. So in reality, it doesn't just refer to the headscarf. It refers to the entire dress code um, that the woman wears. Okay. Because it acts as a barrier. Okay. And can you explain that a little bit more? A barrier for sure, what? Sure, sure. Um, it, it, it acts as a barrier because it guards her beauty from the outside world. And so it acts as a barrier between her and the outside world. And it guards her modesty the same way a barrier would guard something precious. Okay. So um, the hijab is is not just the headscarf. Would that include like the, the chadar or the, the robe that women wear? Exactly. It refers to the dress code. Usually when people say hijab, they really just mean the scarf. But in reality, it refers to the entire dress code, which is, you know, the loose, modest clothing covering the hair and the chest and everything. And... Um, do you always wear the hijab? Yes, I personally have uh, do always wear the hijab, and I've been doing so since basically my whole adult life. And do you take it off when you're alone or with other women friends, or do you ever take it off? Right, so basically um, the rules of hijab require that basically if you are in front of, if you are out in public or if you're in front of any um, strange man, so basically a man that's not related to you, then you have to observe hijab. But if you're alone or if you're with women or your husband or your brothers, then you don't have to. Okay, so if it was a relative or uh, your husband, you wouldn't need to observe the hijab. But if you're out with strangers, you would be covered. Exactly. Okay. What are some of the misconceptions you've heard or you've personally experienced with regard to hijab or just covering in general? Um. One of the big ones that I think is that a lot of people seem to think that it's something that something that was created by men in order to oppress and control women. Um, uh-huh. A lot of people see women dressing modestly and they think it's because their husbands are forcing them or their fathers are forcing them. But in reality, it's usually or almost always the woman's choice to dress that way. And why would you um, make a choice to cover Right, because the most important thing about hijab is that it is an act of worship. It's uh-huh. a religious obligation. So it's something that God has commanded us to do, and so we do it in order to please him and not any person. So it's not a fashion statement. You don't cover because you think that the scarf is pretty, although some of them are. <laughs> it's faith, right? Right. It's a religious obligation at the end of the day. And uh-huh. different people will um, manifest it in a different way. They'll wear their scarves in different styles. And I mean, there's a debate about that, what's correct and what's not. So <laughs> I don't really want to go into that. But sure. yes, <laughs> at the end yeah. of the day, it is a religious obligation. It's not a fashion or cultural statement. Okay. Yeah. So some women cover more than others, but it's the, right. s- the, the same general premise 
the the barrier the 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 sort of respect for the the commands of god is that right, fair exactly. to say yes okay so when you're a christian or you're, you're a jew and you're practicing it's really kind of easy to mix into a crowd mm -hmm. but if you're a muslim woman and you're um practicing and you wear hijab it's it's a very unique identifier do, do you ever have hesitation about wearing a hijab or any kind of covering? Right. Um, it is definitely, it makes you stand out. And maybe it's just because I'm used to it, because I've been doing it my whole life, but I honestly don't have any reservations or hesitations with regards to wearing it. Because in some ways, I actually see it as kind of a blessing, because, because I'm so easily identifiable as a Muslim, I'm able to represent Islam in the way that I want it to be. If I was a man, sometimes Muslim men aren't as easily recognizable. And so people don't necessarily know that they're Muslim. So in a way, I see it as kind of like we as Muslim women are the ambassadors and we are able to represent our faith. So I kind of see it as an honor, honestly. That is really interesting and, and really quite beautifully put. Um, thank you for that. So what do you think about when you hear on the news women being afraid to go out in public and wear hijab because of the bigotry and hate that, let's be honest, is going on right now, especially um, right now after the election. How do you process those feelings when, you know, someone who is just practicing the same faith that you are is essentially kept from practicing their faith? Right. It's, it's, First of all, it's, it's very sad. It's sad for the people that have experienced this kind of bigotry and hate. And honestly, it's sad for the people that perform these kind of actions, too, because, you know, I just wish that they understood what Islam really was, because then they wouldn't be so hateful towards it. Uh huh. But it, it's definitely disheartening. And it's definitely a little bit scary as a Muslim woman. And it's a test at the end of the day, though, it's a test of faith. You can't let them scare you. I can't let um, somebody who might hate me for what I'm doing stop me from trying to please my creator. So it's kind of like a test of faith. Yeah. Also, eloquently put, thank you. Okay. Um, when you hear, again, uh, women having hijab torn off of their head, just, mm -hmm. you know, it's a violent act. Mm -hmm. Would you say it's fair to make an analogy that that's sort of like seeing a Christian and, and tearing uh, a crucifix off of their neck? I would say yes, because it's targeting someone and physically getting aggressive with them simply because you don't agree with their beliefs and because the the clothing that they wear, their beliefs are evident to you uh -huh. or what you think their beliefs are. Because honestly, I'm sure a lot of times they imagine that we believe these crazy things and that's just not the truth. Yeah. So have you ever been subject to bigotry or hate or heard ridiculous things, you know, said to you? Personally, I have not been the victim of such um, crimes, but I have had close personal friends who have experienced things like that. People um, telling them, like yelling obscenities at them or, you know, trying to get too close to them to try to take off their hijabs. Really? Yes. Um, people that I know personally close friends. So it, it's very disturbing. Uh huh. But at the same time, I, I can't let them win. Like we can't let them win. Because if they scare me into taking off my hijab, then I just let them win. 
And I don't want to let them scare me into not practicing my faith the way that I want to. Uh huh. Yeah, I, I think that people don't understand the significance and therefore don't understand what a violation that is. Right. That's, yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. What do you think of the this idea of the Muslim registry? <laughs> uh, to be honest with you, I don't even know what he's talking about. As I don't think he woman, does. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> As a Muslim woman, when I wear hijab, I already am identifying myself as a Muslim. So I have absolutely no problem letting people know that I'm a Muslim or signing up for quote unquote registry because I have nothing to be ashamed of or afraid of because being a Muslim is a totally normal thing. Yeah. Okay. So for people who who are not woke, um, <laughs> what would you like people to know about Islam? What would you tell them if they, they've they never met a Muslim, they've never had a, you know, a conversation about their beliefs? What would you like them to know about Islam? I would say the number one thing is that Islam is not very different at all from Christianity or Judaism, and that the number one focus of Islam is the oneness of God, and that we believe that Everything that he has commanded us to do is in our best interest. And that includes wearing the hijab. Uh-huh. So everything that we do as Muslims is in order to please God, the one God that created us, and not to please anyone else, not to please any culture. Because a lot of times people will try to alienate Islam because they associate it with cultures from overseas, from different countries. But in reality, Islam has no culture. Yeah. Okay. Is there anything that, that you would like people to know? What does Islam mean to you mm -hmm. as a woman? It's, it encompasses everything that I do. You know, it, it affects every decision that I make. And I 100% believe because of Islam that I am a much better person than I would be if I didn't have it. Uh-huh. And if people haven't been paying attention while you've been talking... Is there anybody that forces you to cover your head? No, the only person that commands me to cover my head is the one who created me. There's no person, no man, no woman, no child that forces me to wear a hijab. Well, um, thank you so much, Aisha, for joining us for Women Transcend. Um, this was a wonderful and powerful conversation, and I really appreciate your time. You're welcome. I really appreciate you having me. For this week's Woman in the Spotlight, I would like to highlight Munira Ahmed, whose likeness has become the iconic image of a woman in hijab. If you attended any of the women's marches on January 21st, or any of the subsequent protests or rallies that have happened across the country in the following weeks, you probably saw Miss Ahmed's image. She is the beautiful Muslim woman wearing the American flag on her head as hijab. The artist was Shepard Fairey, who made Barack Obama's Hope image, which became the emblem of the Hope movement, which swept Obama into office. Mr. Fairey turned a photograph of Munira Ahmed into the beautiful image with the words, We the People emblazoned across the bottom. 
She is my woman in the spotlight, not because she is Muslim, but because she is a proud Muslim American. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Women Transcend. Be sure to leave a review for us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find your podcasts. That will make it easier for others to find us as well. A big thanks to the wonderful women who agreed to interview with me for today's episode. Also a big thanks to John Philbeck for doing all the fabulous sound engineering so we sound so good. Tweet us at Women Transcend or follow us on Facebook. We always enjoy hearing from you. That's all for this episode.